0: Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Nightborn. Nightborn is a metal band from Sweden. This band has released On Human, their first full-length album. Put this one in and turn to ten. And here is my interview with Nightborn. Hello, my friend.
1: Hello, hi. Alright, now it now it should
0: be fine. <laughs> I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today.
1: Uh, It's my pleasure. Thanks a lot for inviting Robert. Uh, It's great to be here and talking about the album. Thanks for inviting
0: me. I wanted to ask you about the recording process for The Unhuman.
1: Sure. Um, Well, I started recording this album. uh, It all came about around 2019. I was going through my hard drive. Uh, I always record the riffs whenever I come up with them. Uh, I had like 40 gigs of material and I went through them all uh, and tried to construct the songs, uh, going over them one by one. So it was like constructing a building for each song. And people were um, telling me that my songs were too long for my first album. So I tried to shorten them a little bit, but I wanted them each to tell a different story and take people to different places. As you listen to those songs, uh, but uh, with the COVID and you know, um, with some uh, setbacks, it took much longer than I expected. Um, I started recording in 2000, like end of 2019, and I thought it would come out around the end of 2020. But uh, made some mistakes with the recording process. We had to start all over again, uh, and there were some problems with drummers. They said they couldn't play these songs like the drums that i wrote for the album and finally i uh talked to Kirim, contacted him uh, who's the drummer of uh, septic flesh he played in uh, behemoth and decapitated as well and he was uh he was you know he loved it and he said he could do it in a month and he did it was very professional and great to work with him so uh it took much longer than i expected but it all came out very very nicely uh, i'm very satisfied with it so uh that was the process actually
0: yeah i think it was well worth the time it's definitely an excellent album that's why i wanted to speak with you today thank you very much uh, robert i wanted to ask you about the song the haunted mind it's my favorite track on the album
1: uh sure um yeah that, that's that's I, I really like that song as well uh, when, I, when I was going through the riffs, uh, I thought this was going to be the opener for the album. It, it's like such a cool riff once the song enters. And uh, then after a while I thought um, it was a very melodic song, but it was a bit slower. So I thought maybe it should come up like a hidden gem at the end of the album, like, uh, you know, like My Friend of Misery or God That Failed in the Black Album by Metallica. So you go through the journey and then this song comes up and like you're like, well, okay. So, you know, uh, I didn't want to have any fillers in the album. So um, that was the idea. And I also thought to call this song Visitation 2 because it's like a continuation from another song that I had in my first album. But uh, then I said, now nah, let's do something new with this. And I was reading a book at the time by... Uh, this scholar who works on the human brain, he wrote many books about this, called Oliver Sacks. We lost him a while ago, but he wrote very interesting stuff about um, human brain. And uh, one of the chapters was actually called The Haunted Mind. Like, it was about people seeing, uh, you know, hallucinations or, you know, when you're like left in the dark, the brain kind of completes uh the missing parts so it was very interesting and uh, it inspired me to write uh, the lyrics for the song so that was the process for it
0: and another one of my favorites is a Billion dusk i wanted to know if you could speak on that one as well all
1: right uh yeah i i i i'm really happy with that song as well that one um was a construction of many different riffs. It's like two songs in one. And my friends were saying, like, why don't you divide them? But I thought, you know, that's my style. I want to keep them together. And uh, one riff in that song, the verse riff goes back to like, I don't know, 2004 or something. I wrote that riff so long ago. Yeah. And um, it was just lying there, you know. And um, I was like thinking... I need to do something more melodic and uh, also catchy. So I was trying to go for catchy on that one. And it came about by itself, the vocals just like, I was just sitting and listening, thinking how to do it. And it just came out, I was like, all right. And uh, I didn't have this theme of vampires or like, you know, being scared of the dark or, you know, like human psychology mixed with some vampire mythology uh it it came about by itself i was i I didn't have that in my mind like when i started writing but it somehow came about like that like the the pieces fit like automatically it 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 was a very easy song uh it like kind of write it kind of wrote itself and for the guitar solo i thought like um again my friends would say like man you're like a guitarist originally so why did you like do such short solos for my first album and didn't work on them too much so I thought okay this time I'm gonna have this like journey with the solos as well I'm gonna think of them as like separate songs so I just went on and on with the solo I don't know how it came about but uh, you know I tried different stuff
0: yeah and speaking of your guitar playing I wanted to ask you when did your development start as an artist um,
1: All right, Um, my age is going to come out now, but (laughs) uh, I'm I'm 42 years old and I started when I was like 13. Um, I was uh, before that, actually, when I was in primary school, a friend of mine came and we didn't know a lot of stuff about music. And he said, there are only two kinds of music, you know, like there's metal and all the other stuff. Which one do you belong to? And I'm like, I don't know he said go and like check both genres out and you're gonna have to stick with one of them and I went to buy these albums and one of them was like this pop album and the other one was like Iron Maiden with the monsters and everything on the cover and I'm like oh this sounds like so good let's try it out and I was hooked and um then of course I wanted to learn guitar I never um had lessons so uh you know it took longer to learn (laughs) in the end but uh Sometimes when you take lessons, you get bored. And I mean, I saw people who were, you know, going to guitar lessons and they get so bored with the exercise and they stopped playing. So maybe it was an advantage just trying to figure it out on my own. Um, And when I started writing the solos for this album, I thought, shall I try like different uh, scales? Like, because, you know, I usually stay around the standard stuff. But then I thought, no, that's going to be too pretentious and it's not gonna fit the overall you know aura of the album so I just Mm -hmm. went for however I feel and uh, Dharma like from Blue Oyster Cult he's one of my favorite guitarists because he always uh, goes improvising in the concerts and every time you get something different but it's always like that his style and his feelings and I don't know I think uh, you don't have to just go too experimental at times I think like I, I try to give the songs what they deserve, basically, but yeah, that's just me.
0: <laughs> and I also wanted to ask you if you could speak on the album artwork and the artist that was involved.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, for my first album, uh, I went with uh, Eliran Kantor. He does lots of stuff for the metal bands. like He's very well known. He, did, uh, he worked with Creator, Testament, uh, Arch Enemy, and so forth so i uh worked with him and actually um my dad uh, like paint used to paint he uh doesn't anymore but anyway um like back in the day he did these like very interesting stuff and i always loved them and i sent him my father's painting and i said can you do something similar to this but like more your style like more metal and uh that's how it came about and i was so happy with it so for the second album i Uh, went to him again but he was too busy he said he wouldn't be able to do it in time Uh, so I was like searching for stuff because you know normally trash bands go for like a certain style but I don't like that style I always want to have like I don't like 18th century paintings like gothic type of paintings or 19th century Mm -hmm. paintings I like that type of stuff like painting should tell a story as well you know. so I don't want it like to Cheesy like guys like running in the road and hitting on zombies or something. So I wanted like something Visually impressive and I was going over Instagram and um, I saw this one image the current uh, Image that I used for the cover art. So I wrote to this girl and I said, oh my god Like do you work for people like can I on commission? Can I buy this and she was like no (laughs) She said no, and I'm like, "Uh, okay, And then it turns out, like, she didn't know what these things meant. She never did this before. So Uh, I said, like, come on, like, I love this. Please, like, let me buy this from you. And she was like, okay, uh, how is it going to work? So I said, I'm going to use it for my album cover. Like, I'll send you the money. So I persuaded her. (laughs) And uh, then I got another one from her, which I used for the Ophelion Dusks uh, uh, single so that's how it uh, came about and for the other singles it was just a guy from Instagram again called Voidgazer um, who then I found out that he does the images through AI uh, artwork which is something very new I didn't know this existed now I'm like kind of figuring it out you just type some stuff on a program and it generates some images for you and then you can choose which one to use but they came about quite nice as well because they fit with the uh, idea that i had like it's the main artwork has like this cthulhu like you know it's paying Mm -hmm. an homage to lovecraft so and the others have like these tentacle guys and stuff so i thought okay it's it seems to be fitting so it all you know came out nicely in the end
0: i also wanted to ask you as a guitarist Mm -hmm. um, if you could pick your top three guitarists that influenced you who would they be
1: all right um well buck dharma from blue oyster definitely Um, Mm. some people criticize him but kirk hammett that's how i started playing guitar so you know uh, i don't know i i love his earlier work especially Um, he was the guy who made me you know pick up the guitar and uh if we go more to the technical side, I would say, um, his name is uh, Mohammed Suichmaz, He's the guitarist of Necrophagist. He's from Germany. Um, that guy had some crazy solos, uh, which is like classical. I, I think he, he got his inspiration from Malmstein, which I love as well. Um, yeah, so I guess maybe those three guys definitely inspired me.
0: And I wanted to ask you as well, as a guitarist, do you have a go-to setup?
1: Uh Aha, Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, The problem is, I think, for like the last 10 years or so, I've been experimenting. And everyone was going crazy on me, like trying to find the best sound, like for rhythms and for solos. I'm still in that journey trying to find it. But I keep changing my setup. Um, I uh, tried diesel amps, angle amps, I love them, EVH-53, uh, that's a great amp as well. Uh, I love how they sound in the room or live, but uh, I couldn't manage to capture very well uh, on the recording because I'm not that good at recording <laughs> myself. That's why I got the help from Fascination Street Studios in Sweden. But anyway... Um, other than that, I tried Camper. I, I'm right now trying Axe 3, which I'm blown away. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I as long as like the tone inspires me, I don't mind the setup. But, you know, right now I have a diesel amp, an angle amp, an EVH, Camper, and Axe right now at home. So, you know, uh, depending on the mood of the day, I jump from one to the other. And I also have many guitars. I like... I like collecting them so it gives me inspiration like when I feel like playing I say okay today I feel like this guitar and when I pick it up you know a riff comes out so uh it's really nice you know it's like my children
0: (laughs) and I also wanted to ask you when you're in the studio do you go with a heavier pick
1: yeah uh I like using 1.5 usually the ultra sharp by Dunlop uh that's i mean i tried many but this one seems to be the best for me it never slides off from my hands like when i play live i never drop that pick ever uh even though it doesn't have texture it just sticks very nicely to my hand i don't like texture too much it feels Mm -hmm. like weird um so that's my go-to pick right now 1.5 and above uh, i i like it but anything below that it's too flimsy you know i like also um heavier strings on the like for the rhythms and maybe, you know, thinner strings for the bottom ones, you know, like uh, Mm. for the solos, like to band and stuff. Yeah.
0: And along your musical journey, what would you say is the best advice you've been given along the way?
1: Ah, the best advice. Actually, this was an advice that came so much later and I was like, shit, I I wish someone told me that before. When I first started playing, Um, we didn't have you know so much information around so uh, with my friends we were playing and uh, we thought like let's get the best guitar and let's uh, you know um, buy the best uh, you know speakers uh, for our computers and stuff but the amps we had were shit and uh, for vocals the microphone we had was shit and I realized like amplifier you know is one of the most important things. Mm. and (laughs) As a guitarist, to, you know, find that out much later is so stupid. I was like, damn, I should have thought about this earlier. So, you know, buying these processors. I mean, of of course, processors are so much better right now. But, you know, the amp or the processor, I think, is more important than the guitar. Uh, And apart from that, like, a general advice I would give is, like... um, just go for what you feel because uh, everyone says different things. You know, like I play my album. Someone says like, these songs are too long. Some people say, oh, these songs are long. And I love that. And, you know, I say, which song is your favorite? Everyone would say something else. Everyone have different opinions. So in the end, like if you start listening to all these advice,
0: uh, it's,
1: it's going to get you nowhere. You might even get like depressed or so don't overthink. Go for what you feel. And I think... um you know, instead of pleasing everyone, just make sure it pleases you. I guess that's the best thing to do.
0: And I also want to ask you, along your journey, would you say the release of this album is your proudest moment to date?
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, but uh, I have some songs that have been lying out there. They're not as heavy or as like speedy or trash metal i would say uh and i always wanted to release them uh i don't know they go back like 15 maybe more years back and uh i really want to release them I, they're kind of ready all these songs so i'm thinking maybe to put them on my third album so i think that would be i mean i'm so proud with this album it's like definitely a one of my proudest moments right now with the solos, with the vocals and everything the arrangements, lyrics but um, I know there's something there that's lying waiting it's gonna be, I think, my proudest moment once I release that and I'm feeling like the world needs to hear those songs maybe I'll get some criticism because they're not as heavy maybe I'll release it as some other project I don't know yet how to do it because people don't like you know, when bands change style i mean it's not a change of style but it will be a bit slower um so as Nightborn, i don't know if that if that's the way i should go but um the thing is like it's not going to be like oh Nightborn is going slower actually these songs were like written long ago and i always wanted to release them but i waited uh to have the best possible studio best possible setup uh you know if i did that 10 years ago it wouldn't have sounded good so i know i can make them perfect and give those songs what they deserve basically
0: and i wanted to ask you uh how did you come up with the name (laughs) Nightborn?
1: that was very weird um i'm a very crazy world of warcraft player okay and uh there is like a type of race that you can play in the game called Nightborn. and everyone thinks that's where it came from, because everyone knows I play Warcraft like mad. But the problem is uh, I came up with this name before, and then by that end of that year, of course, I didn't have the album released at that point, uh, I saw that a new race was being added to Warcraft called Nightborn. and I was like, oh, God, like, damn, now every- everyone's going to think that, you know, that's where I... <laughs> took it from. But it's actually not. Um, I'm, you know, listening to Slayer, listening to, uh, you know, like, lyrics of Tom Area, like, Hanneman, they always talked about serial killers, and I was always interested in that type of stuff. Um, So the way I came up with the name was actually like, uh, you know, you see these people, they're like, one way during the day, and in the night they turn into something else. And I even had this like uh, lyric that I wanted to use for my song that where I said like when uh, you truly become friends with the night, then you have nothing else to fear but yourself. You know. So I was talking about like a guy uh, becoming something else in the night, like you born, reborn maybe in the night as something else and more like scary or sinister. So that was the. You know where it came from, actually.
0: <laughs> when I first heard the t- the name of the Nightborn, it reminded me of when I was a youth. I went to a cemetery. All right. And uh, there was a grave there with uh, two goblets on it. And uh, on the stone, it said, "When the shadows fall, we will arise."
1: All right, that's nice. <laughs> Maybe I could use that as a lyric <laughs> in the future. Yeah, that's nice.
0: I also wanted to ask you, uh, what's the best way to get merchandise?
1: Um, well, I'm I'm right now in the process of, uh, you know, getting a deal with, uh, you know, you know, I want to have some CD and a vinyl and some T-shirts and posters to come out, but uh, I think that's gonna happen later uh, the year uh, and uh, you know, I haven't started playing live with uh, this album yet, uh, but uh, it, it will be available on my website uh, nightborneofficial.com and um, also in the concerts, hopefully that's the aim, but it will take some time I guess, uh, but I definitely want to release this album as a CD and a vinyl. For the first album, I did it myself, uh, the whole pressing. But um, now I'm just looking for some uh, labels and distributors, if I can find. Otherwise, I'll do it myself. But uh, it, it might take a while. But if people you know, keep following the webpage uh, or Instagram, there will be the news and announcements about that stuff. So hopefully, soon, there will be.
0: That is great, because... I'd love to have a final copy myself. The album is a great one from top to bottom and the album artwork is absolutely amazing.
1: Thanks a lot, Robert. I, I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad that you, you enjoyed it. Thanks a lot.
0: And I wanted to ask you, um, uh, speaking on the album, will there be a, uh, another release as far as a single?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, um, I started one song during the, you know, the, while I was recording the album, and a song like uh, was actually completed, but um, there, was, there was like, we missed, uh, because I was working with a friend on this song, and um, we missed the deadline to send it to the drummer and the, uh, the studio, so it just like was a bit late. And I said, let's do an EP, maybe do a couple of covers as well, cover songs. So there's one song that's right now like waiting there. It's called Darken. And uh, I'm thinking of releasing that sometime maybe in February, March, something like that. Um, So yeah, there's one song out there. And uh, then I will be starting with the third, third album because... Lots of the material is already done, even the lyrics, everything. I just need to wow. sit down and record it. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of material still right out there, you know, so many songs.
0: <laughs> and uh, lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give any message to your fans, what would that message be?
1: Um, I would tell them to keep supporting metal because this new world is all about, you know, you know, when you contact like record labels, they say, oh, have your fan base, have your album. It's not like in the back in the day, you know, it's just like uh, <laughs> they expect everything from you to be ready. Sure. Like, perfectly have your like 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, and then we will accept you. And that's, you know, I don't like that very much because it's a strange, um, you know, no one supports you. You have to do everything yourself, basically, which is crazy. And uh, I don't like that outlook, but back in the day, of course, record labels were really sucking the blood out of bands as well. So that was another time, (laughs) you know, Um, but my message would be like, you know, just support the (laughs) bands you like. Uh, If you like them, try to give them more visibility, however you can, you know, Uh, word of mouth. And, you know, I think... We're not this biggest, you know, genre in the world. So we really need each other and support each other. There are so many bands. uh, It's very hard to get visibility. But to my fans, I would say um, stick with us. (laughs) Uh, You know, stick with Nightborn. Keep supporting metal because we're all a brotherhood, a
0: sisterhood, you know? Absolutely. And I remember I've had interviews with artists from the 80s that have said that. You know, their first albums and second albums, they did not receive a dime, that they were absolutely raped.
1: Definitely, I could imagine that. Yeah, it's it's horrible. You know, you never uh, get back what you deserve, I guess. But uh, what I take out of this always is that, you know, if I can hear my songs uh, and it pleases me, that's great. And if anyone else can, you know, hear it and feels the same way or feels even different like amazing stuff while going through the songs that's like my aim you know that's brings a smile to my face if i'm playing live and there's only one guy there listening to me there's no difference with like thousands of people or one person you know because you know that connection if i can give my song to one person and they like it and they enjoy it and they have a good time and it's you know uh, takes them through a journey or they philosophize you know with the lyrics or whatever that brings a smile to my face so that's my main aim here you know to give what i feel to the people that are out there yeah
0: sure it's 10 or ten thousand, right it's definitely bringing the same performance each and every night
1: it's just the feeling you know close your eyes feel it give the best you have and if people can feel that too that's an extra happiness for me you know
0: absolutely well I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me robert it's been this an is great speaking with you
1: thanks a lot uh it was really great and thanks for having me uh, and hope uh, you know next time we talk there will be more people <laughs> listening to the album maybe the third album and uh and en- keep still enjoying it you know
0: absolutely and thank you for delivering an amazing album
1: thanks a lot robert thanks a lot
0: you have a great rest of your day, my friend.
1: You too. Take care and keep
0: it metal. <laughs> well do. Cheers. See ya. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.